is Paul McGuire, and you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. On today's program, we're going to look at the nation of China, communist China. Perhaps, and it's too early to, to determine, but perhaps communist China has now become or will shortly become the most powerful military, the most powerful economy, uh, and the, the, the nation with the most muscle on planet Earth. Now, that hasn't happened yet. But we're right within uh, a very short proximity of that happening. Now, the important thing, though, to understand is if we understand basic economics and anyone who claims to be a Christian and uh, does not understand basic economics, that is not what they teach you in college and universities, et cetera, et cetera because I made the mistake <laughs> of uh, the first day of economics class at the university I was attending. And there was about a thousand people. The professor of economics was giving a, a lecture. And after the lecture, I walked up to him and I, I got into a conversation with him. But I essentially wanted to know from him if he could give me like a simple definition for what money is. What is money? And a simple answer. Now. I, I do not remember all the specifics of his answer, but he enjoyed the question because at that time I didn't know it. These thoughts were just starting to to become conscious within my consciousness, so to speak. And that was I realized I was in a a group think environment. And the reality is is that if that professor did really know what money is, <clears throat> and you can find that out by the way. Then he would uh, he wouldn't go around talking about it because it's no secret that money on a primal level is an illusion. Money is an illusion created by the super civilizations, by the world empires. Money can be either paper with somebody writing something on it, paper that's printed. Um, Papyrus, which is a form of a clay tablet, uh, paper, and uh, paper money or uh, money in exchange for gold or silver or jewels or whatever. There's all these different expressions of money in the physical world. So the mastermind behind money and monetary systems, the, the finite mastermind, is Lucifer or Satan. Lucifer and Satan are the temporary god of this world. Adam and Eve literally gave, disobeyed God and obeyed Satan. And in the process, they, they underwent the, what was called theologically the fall of mankind. So, when mankind fell spiritually due to disobeying God, mankind no longer had the anointing of the Holy Spirit to rule and reign. Mankind no longer had the authority to rule and reign. And instantaneously, Satan or Lucifer, along with the fallen angels, became the temporary God of this world. And in his arsenal of spiritual weapons, money, the manipulation of money, and those things play a, a vital, a vital role. So, it, 
the God of this world that we live in temporarily is Lucifer or Satan. He's called the God of this world because this world is passing away. The real God of this world is Jesus Christ and the biblical God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The biblical God is the real God of this world. And the biblical God is returning to the world he created very, very soon in an event called the Second Coming. Jesus Christ is returning along with the armies of heaven to this world. And at that moment, he's going to send his highest ranking angelic armies, the outpouring of his spirit. He's going to raise up human beings to fulfill his plan. And there's going to be not only a physical Armageddon uh, type of military conflict, but there's also going to be a global, uh, full-spectrum domain military conflict that pulls in people's consciousness, their brains, their minds, their attitudes, their beliefs, their ideologies, etc., etc. Both of these forces move concurrently through the universe. And these forces are not just natural, they're supernatural, and the, the level of power that they're able to release is, is, is staggering. So we're going to get into that in just a moment. And the way we're going to get into it is we're going to talk about China for a moment, because a question has to be asked about China. We know, based on economic theory, that the Bible basically affirms capitalist free nations. The Bible and God do not affirm dictatorships, totalitarian regimes, not being able to own your own house, not having private property, etc., etc. One political economic system liberates people and opens the doors to preach the gospel, and the other economic political system uh, crushes and destroys people. So the God of this world is Lucifer. And the way, if you look at a pyramidical flowchart, the Illuminati symbol, Lucifer controls all of planet Earth by controlling a vast network of people and resources. And this is discussed in the book of Revelation. Um, Satan rules over a vast network of resources and people. And with those resources and people, those are the armies of hell. And those are who the Bible refers to as the wicked. And they are in the process of attempting to, to initiate a regime change in which their game plan is to overthrow uh, God and Jesus Christ and to reinstall a new government with Satan or Lucifer at the very top of that pyramid. So I wrote about this in my book with Troy Anderson, our, our best selling book. The Babylon Code. I wrote about it in uh, Power from On High. The day the dollar died, the greatest battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. And you can get those books and other ones now at a big discount by simply going to paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Okay, so Bible prophecy predicts the nations that are going to play key roles in the end times of the last days. And in fact, some of the nations that existed thousands and thousands of years ago 
will reappear in the last days. Other nations um, are not prominently mentioned in the book of Revelation, but these prominent and powerful nations like America clearly are playing an all-important end times role uh, in the last days. We play an all-important role because this is, this is what this is about. You have to understand that every communist, socialist, Marxist system, every totalitarian system is nothing more than a progression of dictatorial control by an all-powerful elite that controls the masses. That's the name of the game. That's the Luciferian system. And so Lucifer is incredibly greedy. He has a small inner core, inner team of men and women who obey him. And it is not accidental or, or anything of that nature to understand that Lucifer and uh, Satan, one of their primary areas of dominion is in the realm of the economic system, the monetary system, commerce, business, money, the god of mammon, and so on and so forth. The first expression of the Luciferian New World Order consisting of a one-world government, one-world religion, and one-world economic system. The first expression of that in all of human history was at the time of the emergence of the building of ancient Babylon and uh, the building and creating of uh, the Tower of Babel, a t a architecture as well as a technology. And so in the last days, when you examine the features of these super civilizations, you especially if you take a deep dive in studying the, the nature of ancient Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel, you see that it is the world's first one world government, one world religion, and one world economic system. Now, if this doesn't grip you, and if this doesn't give you I'm, at the moment, I'm speaking uh, metaphorically. If this doesn't give you a flash of incredible insight as to what's going on, I don't know what is. So what's happening on planet Earth is everything you see. Behind the scenes, there's an all-out war in the invisible realm between Satan and the demons and the fallen angels and God and those who were saved and the angels that are following God. And there's an all-out war going on. So I want to read you something from the book of Revelation that I feel uh, relates to this exact moment. So visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Take advantage of the bulk discount, and we'll be back in just a moment. This is the Paul McGuire Report. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. In my book, the greatest battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. I talk about many subjects, and I talk about the rise of communist China and how the rise of communist China is not what people think it is. The rise of communist China is, is not a testimony to hardworking, diligent capitalists who employed their administration type of abilities and uh, built these vast economic empires and generated billions and trillions of dollars. That is not how 
communist China became an economic and military superpower. Communist China, from the very beginning, going back to World War I and before, communist China, from the very beginning, um, interfaced with the, the globalist elite, like, like Rockefeller and Rothschild and the, the international banking families of the world. And uh, Rothschild flew and went by boat. And the Rothschild family, working with the, uh, the Rockefeller family, were in the process of building a global empire. So uh, a short scenario would be the Rothschilds, who probably are worth in, in the trillions of dollars, by the way, the Rothschild financial empire controlled Chairman Mao with their money. And uh, they also hired a, a propaganda expert to brainwash the masses in America and in China to, to be you know, absolutely thrilled with this. So it was Rockefeller and Rothschild and globalist money that created the, the economic power that enabled China to, to expand incredibly. So communist China, the Rothschilds, and the global rise of communism, all financed by uh, the globalist elite. Um, and what you have is um, this, this illusion that our media and, and many other institutions are very much involved in. The illusion is that America really is a, a, a democracy. But America is not a democracy in the way that we were taught to to conceive of that. The Rothschild financial family empire, if you look at that their family history, the Rothschild connection to communism goes way back. Karl Marx, who, as you know, is, is considered the father of modern communism, and he was a third cousin to the Rothschild family. Socialism had already been on the rise in various European countries. By the way, socialism, which was on the rise in European countries, especially countries like France and Paris, which um, essentially became a socialist and a communist nation, and the French intellectuals and the French uh, philosophers uh, organized a secret movement, movement to destroy the Christian church in France. And they organized a secret movement to create a, a, a deliberate and bloody, uh, immoral, violent revolution. So what they did, what these communists did, and their the communist philosophers and organizers, etc., is they sent the, the, the people who believed in the church and the clergy, they sent them to the guillotines and chopped off their heads. They massacred uh, hundreds of thousands of of conservative or Christian uh, French men and French women. And, and what people don't understand is that France, ideology, ideologically, sorry about that, France um, 
was the mother of, of all communist nations. And it produced, it produced bloodshed, beheading, and totalitarianism. So Karl Marx uh, wrote a best-selling book, and he became the self-appointed leader of modern communism. And he was genetically a third cousin to the Rothschild family. Um, in 1869, there was a Russian socialist named Bakunin uh, who was unaware of Karl Marx and his relationship to the Rothschild family and had this to say about Marx and his ties to the Rothschilds. Quote, the world is now, at least for the most part, at the disposal of Karl Marx on one hand and the Rothschilds on the other. This may seem strange. What can there be in common between socialism and a leading bank? The point is authoritarian socialism. Marxist communism demands a strong centralization of the state. And where there is centralization of the state, there must necessarily be a central bank. And where such a bank exists, speculating the labor of the people will be found. Rothschild and Marx were brothers in blood and spirit. And, and so you see here, in the, in the communist doctrine, it's, it's a terminator. It is, it is a political activist uh, ideology based on lies and illusions and pure evil. And everywhere it goes, it takes away freedom and installs dictatorship. And the elite know that, but they use it um, as power and force to drive their enemies, to drive the people that they are conquering. They, they want to, through a kind of psychological warfare, conquer the minds of people and instill in the minds of people a complete sense of hopelessness. Um, okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. We're going to continue on, and now we're going to take another step. Those communist revolutions that began in France and then moved into the Eastern uh, European nations and moved into uh, uh, Russia, communist Russia, that fueled the flames of communism, which spread all over the United States of America and all over the world. And the, the secret is, is that it was financed by the super capitalist elite people like Rothschild and Rockefeller and others. So, for example, in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, I have a chapter entitled The Ancient League of Nations or, or One World Government. The League of Nations, 1917, was the original trial, ru trial run from Rockefeller on creating a global government. The Rockefeller family and other members of the globalist elite such as the international banking families, are students of the Greek philosopher Plato and his books on Atlantis and how an elite ruled Atlantis, that they believed that Atlantis existed. Rockefeller tried to set up the world's first global government, known as the League of Nations, in 1920, which eventually failed. In 1945, he helped fund the United Nations which is still dedicated to ushering in a global government. 
Many of the globalist elite view themselves as superior to the average man or woman due to their genetics and vast wealth. They view themselves as philosopher kings who ruled Atlantis. Many of them are convinced that they come from a genetically superior and elite bloodline, the philosopher kings of Atlantis. However, the elite seem to ignore the fact that the legendary Atlantis was judged when the elite king decided to use their united power to enslave all the people of the earth, which brought about the destruction of Atlantis. And then in my book, I explain how the philosopher Plato uh, from, from ancient times was a, was a driving philosophical force promoting aggressively this idea of a, a centralized government, you know, in the shape of a pyramid. The top, top people rule and the bottom people are like, are like slaves. So we see that there's a genetic connection or, or an alleged genetic connection between the globalist elite and what they call Illuminati bloodline families. So, what happened? The majority of these families are deeply involved in the occult, Freemasonry, Satanism, witchcraft, and uh, the Rosicrucians, the Illuminati. These Luciferian elite families are very much involved in these secret societies. And they have a plan which they call, by the way, the plan, uh, that was developed by Madame Blavatsky, the Russian occultist, who was given a plan, the, the plan, she was given the plan to her by a Tibetan spirit guide that she channeled. Now, you have to understand that Madame Blavatsky is like the spiritual mother, the main occult teacher that trained people like her, uh, like, um, Alice Bailey and others, who also channeled spirit guides. And so the teachings of people like Blavatsky and Alice Bailey and others and the Theosophical Society, the teaching of those individuals in those societies is all occultic, it's all satanic, it's all Luciferian, it's all evil, and it's all Antichrist. And if you read the the let's call it semi-secret documents of the UN, which I have, and I quote some of that in my book, Power from One High in the Greatest Battle. I quote the uh, ideological, spiritual, occultic beliefs that were secretly promoted at the United Nations, along with organizations like Lucifer Trust, financed by Rockefeller. And so, UNESCO, the United Nations, the international banking families, the wealthiest people in the world, all come together to establish what will essentially be uh, the same thing as the Great Reset, formerly the New World Order, uh, that is rising all around us now in the form of a global economic system, a global government, and a global uh, religion. And then on top of that, we have technology. We have the integration of technology and the occult, which is what happened on, uh, on the mountain that the fallen angels descended upon. And, that, and, we, and mankind experienced the merger of, of the occult and technology and science. 
And so the people of the occult, or as they refer to themselves, the alchemical magicians, going back to ancient Pharaoh and the Pharaoh God-King system, going back to Babylon, going back to ancient France and, and what was going on in Europe, think of all the satanic movements, the demonically inspired and satanic movements that were erupting in Europe and, and, and other nations. What, what It was like some evil force had grabbed a hold of Europe and Germany and nations like that. And then this mysterious man emerges who, who was, was a disciple of these occult secret societies like the Vril Society, the Thule Society. And this man, this occult leader who, who experimented with mescaline and communicated to spirit guides, his name was Adolf Hitler. Even his top generals thought he was demon-possessed. And so the, the fire and energy behind the Third Reich, Adolf Hitler, the, the Nazi military, the Nazi rocket scientists, the, the Nazi mind control scientists, the Nazi uh, various spectrums of Nazi scientists. But the thing to understand, and I write about it in Power From On High, the Greatest Battle, A Prophecy of the Future of America, 1 and 2, Conquering the Matrix, all those book packages, I write about the, the connection between these secret occult societies and the most powerful and the wealthiest people in the world. And unless you understand that, you, you're kind of clueless. So, another thing that we need to understand is Sir Francis Bacon, who was secretly one of the top occult leaders in the world, and he was the father of the, uh, the uh, scientific method. He believed that in the 1600s, he wrote that America was going to be the new Atlantis. And he and a, an occultist and scientist named Sir John Dee, they communicated by speaking to fallen angels, the Enochian angels, in the Enochian angel language. So they were getting occult visions, occult plans, occult instructions, occult guidance, and supernatural power. These prominent scientists and occultists were pulling in all this power, all this knowledge, all this science and technology. They were pulling it in from the invisible realm, and they would receive supernatural occultic instructions, such as. Uh, Enochian angels saying that you are to uh, Britain is to invade America and to take back America, and Great Britain is to is to reclaim its power and extend its power, and Great Britain is supposed to extend its empire all over the world. It's a, so this is predicted in prophecy. I explain what this is in, in my books at paulmcguire.us. And remember, everything that is related to COVID, vaccination technology, um, neural implants, wireless transmitters, a cashless society, uh, uh, a nanochip implant, uh, monetary system, all of this is connected 
with this Great Reset. And the Great Reset at the very highest levels is populated by occultists, and they have endless wealth. And just like the Antichrist and the False Prophet, their intention is world domination, world dominion, on behalf of their master, Lucifer, or Satan. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. I need your help to reach as many people as we can, to reach their hearts and their minds with truth, and by opening the door to explain things to them, and then by explaining things to them, allow the Lord and His Spirit and His Word to bring them to Himself. And thus we reap a soul harvest, a last day soul harvest. And God has called me and God has called you to win souls for Jesus Christ. That's a call for everybody. Not everybody has the same opportunities, but you can partner with other people in other ministries in reaching people in a last day soul harvest. And that's the purpose of Paul McGuire Ministries, Paradox Mountain Church, and everything that we do. It's an outreach. It's an outreach where we answer people's questions. People, people, people's heads are reeling. They want to know why the world is going in the direction that it's going. And they're not getting answers anywhere. So at Paul McGuire Ministries, through the Paul McGuire Report, through our Paradise Mountain Church Ministry, we teach and apply all categories and areas of the Bible, including science and technology, etc. And we process it, and then teach it and communicate it to people. And the result of that kind of uh, evangelistic approach, the result of that kind of evangelistic approach is that we see a, a very widespread response of people who are hungry for truth and want more truth. But you help make it happen by your donations, your contributions, and your intercessory prayers. So visit paulmcguire.us. Make sure you send out all of our social media channels. They're all at paulmcguire.us. So we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. So when we look at the game plan of the globalists, both in the United States of America and around the world, and you bring in superpowers like Communist China, Russia, the EU. These nations are very powerful nations, especially Communist China, very powerful nations with enormous monetary resources and military resources. Now, the danger of China is, and this would also uh, run with uh, the direction that Russia is moving in, but it's not an accident that Russia and Communist China and certain other nations can be run like communist Marxist dictatorships and yet still enjoy a certain level of affluence and power. Now, how is that possible? Because ideologically and economically, that shouldn't happen because it's against the rules of economics. But the, the exemption to the rule is that you, in your calculations, and you're observing the difference or the competitive nature of communism versus capitalism, 
capitalism always will rise above communism. So why, in the case of communist China and communist Russia and other nations, is that apparently not true? Well, it's apparently not true because there's there's something very big, something very profound, and something very powerful behind uh, the illusion of the world that you're engaging in. In other words, communist Russia, communist China, other communist nations did not merely rise to power, build up huge militaries, build, build global economies. They just didn't do that by accident. They had help from their friends, their secret friends. Who are their secret friends? The globalist elite, the international banking families, the wealthiest people in the world, the billionaires and the trillionaires. They have all been organizing for a long time. They have been organizing to bring together and unify under their global government nations like communist China, communist Russia. America, et cetera, et cetera. And that is where the world is going. So so what you have to understand and, and what we have to grasp as people, what we have to grasp as people who are not here in this time zone by accident, we are here specifically in this time zone. We were born in the nation we were born in through the sovereign plan of God. So God chose us before the foundation of the world to be here for such a time as this. So we're here by the plan of God. And so it's not an accident also that we're here in the last days. We're here in the time period where more Bible prophecy is being fulfilled than ever before. So all of this stuff is accelerating. And what you have on one level, is a spiritual war and a physical war between communism, Marxism, versus capitalism, or, or in some cases it's not synonymous with, but you can incorporate Christianity. Because in those systems, which by the way, if you read the Bible carefully, it's obvious, it's screamingly obvious that uh, when you read the, the society that the ancient Jews lived in, when you when you read the accounts of the children of Israel and their lifestyle and their culture and their laws and all the complexities that go into creating a civilization like Judeo-Christian civilization and the Jewish culture, it was out of the Jewish culture. Remember, God gave the Jews as a people a special assignment. The assignment to the Jews is to bring the light of God's word and the light of God's commandments to the peoples of the earth. That's their primary assignment. And you can say, well, they're, they're succeeding or they're not succeeding. Well, you could say that about America, too. So the critical thing here is that we have to understand where we are in history and that we, we, we have to understand that the spiritual economic, ideological, philosophical battle that we're in right now has never been uh, more fierce than it is now between the powers of God and the powers of, of Satan. And when you want to look at any system, 
you know, you've heard the, both the application of physics and the application of management theory in uh, what's called a systems approach or a systems analysis. So when you analyze the global system, it's clearly in the short term not being ruled by people who believe and are applying the principles and the laws of the Word of God. It is being ruled by a globalist elite which is antagonistic, which is in opposition to um, God's plan for mankind. Things like the Ten Commandments, all the principles, all the light in God's Word tells you who God is and it tells you what God's plan is for man. So at this point, one side or the other is going to be victorious. Since God is the true God, because He's the truth, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Since God is the true God, then at the end of the day, God wins the great spiritual battle. God wins the great the greatest battle in heaven and earth. God wins and his people win. And Satan is overcome, and the fallen angels are overcome, and those that follow Satan are overcome. And this is a finalization of two competing forces. One, the biblical God is based on love, servanthood, kindness goodness, things like that, healing, and the other system is built on evil and exploitation, domination, and enslaving people, etc., etc. This is the, this is the uh, uh, future moving, moving towards us, and we, have to, and we have to deal with it. So at the present moment, if we continue to walk lockstep uh, in this kind of, if we believe, if we absorb beliefs like we're going to lose, uh, we're going to, there's nothing we can do until Christ returns. And we could keep using words to formulate beliefs about how impossible it is to have victory over the forces of Lucifer and Satan and the fallen angels, etc. And so we just we just find ourselves repeating ourselves. But if we want to break what you could refer to as a spell, transference of demonic energy on people, a lie, deception, if you want to recognize deception and a lie and then deal with it, and by dealing with it, I mean expose the way you deal with a lie and deception is you expose its deceit before people. And once you expose the deceit of the deception, then it has no more power over you and it has no more power over a culture, over a nation. It's deprived of its power. And so the way God's people activate that or the way God's people make that happen is that they intend and through intention they plan and purpose in their hearts to accomplish a specific goal which is exercising dominion or authority or, or rulership over all the realms that are presently being dominated by Lucifer or Satan 
And so we live in a time in which the clock, time clock, is moving very quickly. Time is moving very quickly. And so unless we act now with a specific strategy and a plan that promises the highest percentage of uh, victory, we, we will lose the spiritual battle. But it's not the will of God that we lose the spiritual battle. That, that whole belief system of, you know, we're destined to lose the, the battle. There's nothing we can do about anything. That, all that nonsense that you hear all the time, first of all, falls in the category of unbelief. According to the spiritual law of God's Word, when you pray, when you act, when you believe on unbelief, you will not produce the results that you want to, to, to produce. You'll produce the opposite. So what, what God is trying to do now at this particular time, you see an escalation of technologies and globalism and things like neural implants, etc. You see all of these things, artificial, synthetic, genetic coding, DNA. You see all of these things, and then when you analyze the various components and laws of science, laws of the spiritual world, the laws of God, when you, when you see these in operation, and then you, through intentionality, make it your purpose, make it your priority to, uh, by faith, uh, receive God's power and wisdom, and then by faith, walk in God's power and wisdom. And to the degree that you do that faithfully is to the degree that God's power is supernaturally released in and through your life, and that God's power is supernaturally released in and through God's people collectively when they purpose in their hearts to become as one and become open to the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's how we initiate a game changer. That's how, in, in the invisible realm, how we turn the tide of the spiritual battle. We integrate a knowledge and an application of things like science and economics and mathematics and physics, etc. But at the same time, we deal with the spiritual world, the, the laws of God and the laws of the spiritual world, and we acknowledge and operate within the context that God, God Almighty, the infinite personal living God of the universe, is the creator God of this world. And that's what we're dealing with. So, so we're not, you know, it's important what voices you listen to. Are you like just tuned in to the voices of fear? You should be unplugged from the spirit of fear, and you should be receiving and walking in a spirit of peace and joy and love and power. So I want to encourage you to do just that. And I want to remind you that no matter what set of circumstances you may find yourself in at any particular moment, God has given you the possibility and God has given you the supernatural power to overcome and be spiritually victorious in any spiritual battle, either in the spiritual world or in the world what we call the physical, uh, real world reality. And so we can make, we, God has given us, remember, when God created Adam and Eve, 
in the beginning, when God created Adam and Eve, he created Adam and Eve and gave them the authority to rule and reign over planet Earth. So Adam and Eve were, in a sense, the kings and queens of planet Earth, and God gave them the supernatural authority where they could rule and reign over planet Earth, <clears throat> or, in a sense, be kings or queens over planet Earth. So God has given us the potential to release that level of power and wisdom and grace and blessing in and through our lives. Our job is not to argue with God and erect counter-arguments which are based on unbelief. Our job is to humble ourselves before God, repent of our sins, such as the sin of unbelief, and then to obey God by believing God, putting your faith in God, and operating in accordance with the laws of God. And when we do that, when we do that, we begin to connect with and we begin to release a far, far higher level of power, the dunamis, the dynamite power of God. We begin to release a far higher level of power in and through our lives and our world and our nation. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us.